Welcome to the Yacht Talk Podcast, where we discuss everything yachts, giving you practical advice and insider tips to help you enjoy your yacht to the fullest. And now with you, your host, Miriam Law. In today's episode, we will learn about the latest trends in technology in yacht toys. From tenders to jet skis to wireless mooring systems, Thomas Adams will guide us through the best gear to have on your yacht in 2019. Hi everyone, welcome to the Yacht Talk podcast. Today I am here at Pier 66 Hotel with Thomas Adams from Yacht Toys and Technology. And we're going to be sharing with you all the new advancements and the most popular toys out there for yacht owners. So how are you doing, Thomas? Fantastic, wonderful, and amazing. That's great to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thomas, would you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background in sure. the marine industry, and how you got to opening your own business? Absolutely, yep. Uh, been in yachting for uh, about eight years, going on nine years. Uh, super yachting, uh, working with uh, builders, refit, um, and, uh, and captains and crew and play. Um, uh, I started uh, with uh, as the director of sales and marketing for uh, a toy manufacturer uh, globally, and um, and through that uh, experience um, was able to um, you know take the um, uh, the uh, different yachts that I'd worked on in uh, various parts of the world. Um, and work with the captains and different uh, crew and even owners uh, to supply them with uh, water toys and and um, you know make sure that they're um, you know brought to uh, to the yacht in um, and fit on the vessel uh, you know delivered on time and on budget so um, through uh, working uh, as the director of sales and marketing for the, the manufacturer globally um, about uh, nine months ago, I branched off and uh, started my own company, and I represent you know multiple products now, including uh, technology products as well. Amazing! Well, it's a pleasure having you here. Thank you Thank so you. much for accepting my invitation. My pleasure. And let's start with our questions. Sure. So, first question: How do you assess a yacht's needs regarding their toys and technology? Great question. Um, you know, I think uh, the majority of the time, you know, we, we work with, um, you know, the captain. Uh, sometimes it can be a broker. It could be an owner's representative, either technical manager, maybe even a, a purchasing manager, or it can be a, a multi, you know, multiple individuals within that, uh, you know, those uh, different, um, you know, means of, of, of that network um, for some of these projects. So, um it really comes down to that initial discovery period, sitting down, asking the right questions in terms of the vessel, how it's going to be used, what the culture is going to be like, what their goals are for the vessel, where they plan on traveling, um, and, and uh, really stepping into their shoes to understand as much as you can so that you can guide them along the way in, in making the best decision for what's going to work best for them. Um, in terms of their goals initially through the process, which sometimes can take years, um, months and years, uh, to 
really um, being delivered and ultimately, most importantly, in real time. Uh, so as it's uh, in play out there on the water and as they're, you know, cruising. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. And what uses do yacht owners give to their tenders? So, first subject, sure. <laughs> tenders. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's a variety of different boats that accompany uh, a yacht. And um, it depends, again, kind of, you know, you know I'll, I'll probably answer this, uh, you know, uh, a lot of these questions with s similar response. But, again, what their goals are, what, what they plan on uh, doing with the vessel, if they... You know, plan on staying uh, private or if they plan on chartering, you know, if they're mm -hmm. going to have guests um, and if, uh, you know, for example, if they're, they're going to be a busy charter, then they might have multiple tenders with multiple purposes, um, depending on the size of the boat and working from, let's just say in reverse, you have to look at uh, the storage, uh, the crew, how many crew. Um, you know, the intention of, of the architect and uh, how they design the boat, its, its intended purpose for the owner. Um, again, going back to being private or charter. But uh, again, as a charter, you know, they might have multiple vessels. One might be um, a, a limo uh, that only, you know, takes passengers to and from, um, you know, uh, an event uh, from the boat to, uh, to a port. Um, and carries luggage and passengers and then others um, you might there might be sport boats which are ever more popular um, for water sports for wakeboarding and um, um, you know towables and and things like that uh, there are tenders that, that are, are used for diving as well um, or maybe just for crew transport or multiple uh, uses um, so again, it kind of just comes down to stepping into uh, the shoes of the owner, the captain, uh, learning more about what their objectives are for you know the vessel and its use, mm -hmm. and 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 working in reverse. Um, uh, sometimes you will work with a naval architect, eventually get a, a general arrangement, and look very closely and work with a dynamic team. In in many cases, again owner's rep, technical manager, purchasing manager, uh, or even a broker, owner's rep, um, and uh, making sure that, you know, the owner's needs ultimately are, are met and uh, that it, it, it plays out in real time. And that includes kind of the tenders as well and how they, they work, they live, they, they function, how they're cleaned, um, the space, you know, how they deploy, how they retract. Um, so um, you have to take a lot of those factors into consideration and um, you know and and that's where you know we'll also reach out to you know other companies um, and, uh, and and bring them in you know especially if um, you know things get uh, really technical and um, you know we want to cross the T's and dot the I's and make sure we hit a home run um, you know we'll bring in other companies like DLBA you know Naval Architects mm -hmm. and have them you know put everything under the microscope and ask you know, tough questions sometimes in the best way we can, um, and or nautical structures, um, you know, for example, for, you know, discussing, you know, deploying tenders and, you know, how those, or even submarines or jet skis and lifting systems um, to make sure that, you know, um, all the points are, are measured so that in real time it's it plays out well and everybody has fun. Interesting. Interesting. And what factors make yacht owners decide 
to have a tender or not? Because not all yaks have tenders, right? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I, I don't, uh, uh, depends on the size, you know, if we're talking about uh, a smaller yacht, you know, they, they may or may not have a, a tender on board. Um, but I'd say um, once you get into the 70, maybe 80 foot and above, a lot of times um, they may want to bring their yacht into an area that you would only be able to access by tender or a beach location or something like that. So if you're talking about a smaller vessel, um, they they may be able to maneuver into areas or be able to moor or dock um, or get close enough, you know, to a beach access to where they wouldn't, you know, have a tender or maybe just not even have the space available on board. Um, but, you know, the bigger boats, I would say, you know, 70, 80 foot and up, you're more than likely going to have, um, you know, they're, they're more than likely going to want something uh, to have on board. And then it you know, if you get into, you know, uh, super yachting, 100, 125 foot and up, then you might have multiple tenders. And again, kind of going back to the, you know, the last question, you kind of step in their shoes and figure out if, you know, if it's going to be a rib um, on a 125, um, you know, Westport, then, you know, um, it might be a multiple use tender that, um, could you know ferry the the crew and also be uh, used for you know sporting or diving or you know used for uh, wakeboarding and towables. So um, um, yeah, so I think um, the smaller yachts, in conclusion, may not, but the larger yachts definitely tend to have uh, at least one, if not two or three, depending on the size. So the size of the tenders and the amount of tenders depends on the amount of staterooms in the yacht, the amount of guests that will be on it? Yeah, I mean, if, um, if, if it's a new build or a project that's in refit and there's adjustments being made, you know, you, you, you want to go, typically you, you'll get a, a general arrangement, which is a digital version or blueprint of the, of the boat. And by, uh, again, looking at it from, from that perspective, you'll be able to figure out with the space available and what type of cranes and uh, logistics are available um, for deployment retraction, what type of, you know, how many crew they're going to have uh, on that specific vessel. And, and really almost looking at it from, from the end moving forward, um, with that space available, you're very quickly going to realize, you know, this garage that this uh, tender needs to fit into only has so much space to work within. Well, then that means it could very well eliminate an outboard engine because it would require a jet en engine or inboard engine in order to just move in inside and out outside of the garage. So based on the logistics, um, based on their objectives, based on, you know, the, the um, um, you know, the, uh, the space available, you'll, you'll be able to determine, um, you know, the, the size of the vessel and a lot of times the different uh, features and, uh, you know, components that'll be built into the, to the tender in order to decide, um, you know, where it's going to live, how it's going to deploy and how it's going to retract. Again, kind of going back to, and, and you'll revisit a lot of these questions through that process mm -hmm. over and over again, uh, because sometimes those values will change based on budget, based on, you know, time, delivery. Um, sometimes you'll get a phone call and say, you know, I'll get a request for, you know, something to be delivered, you know, very quickly. 
and uh, in which case you have to move quickly and you know based on you know their their uh, situation um, you know put together um, you know uh, uh, um, uh, some options uh, that only not only delivers it on time but on budget but then also meets the you know uh, you know the the local uh, registry requirements for certifications and, and meeting those needs as well because they all vary so it's fluid and that's why it takes a village and uh, I have a question about where people put their tenders because I've seen yachts having the tenders on the swim platform on the flybridge some yachts even tow the tender yeah. if they don't have space for yeah, it but I guess on larger yachts they have a garage for it that's usually how people there do. are and there are more and more uh, creative spaces um, it's actually uh, pretty amazing what the naval architects are coming up with and you know um, there, there, there are even designs out there uh, where the tender will actually drive into um, into the the vessel and and park inside there uh, now they have garages on both sides with cranes that will come out and um, you know lift the tenders in they'll live on the bow and uh, they'll even have garages within the bow um, so garage doors will open in the bow some of them will live on the sun deck um, some of them will live on the swim platform um, so it just depends on how the boat is designed um, you know, again, if they're buying a boat that's existing or if it's a new build, um, really it's almost limitless. I've, um, other than maybe living on the owner's deck, um, because the owner's deck is usually pretty private and they don't want a bunch of stuff up there, um, the, the, the options are, are uh, even, even with, I've seen them now where they're living in, inside the bow, and uh, and they'll come out of garage doors, you know, port and starboard, uh, or up, uh, you know, on on deck. Um, so, um, you know, with with so many new uh, designs, builders, and ideas, you know, um, the creativity behind it seems to be limitless, and it always keeps us uh, on our toes. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, so. Now, next subject, jet skis. Sure. What different kinds of jet skis are there? You know, um, they're, they're uh, all petrol-based at this point, but there are uh, emerging uh, companies that have, uh, just like Tesla, for example, um, so they, there are emerging uh, companies that have developed electric jet skis that are, um, you know, moving in the right direction. Um, uh, I think... Uh, they, they still have a little bit of work to do, but they're all, you know, petrol based and um, uh, kind of going back around to that initial, you know, uh, um, you know, how how do you make that decision? <clears throat> um, kind of it, it depends on the vessel and, you know, what what it, what it is that they plan on, you know, uh, using the, the jet skis for. Um, you know, I'm working on a, a 112 um, over on the west co uh, coast of Florida, and um, he just has a uh, a small swim platform. It's the only place that uh, you know he can fit um, the uh, the jet ski, and so it's by process of elimination. You only have so much room, and he has very you know few options in terms of the you know the size of the jet ski, which is going to determine the amount of power. Um, and the amount of riders and, and then the capability of what that jet ski uh, would be able to do. 
Um, in, in the other, you know, in terms of integration um, uh, with, with jet skis, you know, there's certifications and with crew, they have to have, you know, be trained up and be certified to, you know, to manage jet skis, especially in, um, you know, a charter uh, environment um, for safety reasons. And then there's, again, ship registry in different areas that are going to have their own regulations and requirements as well. So you have to look at all of those things, including where is it going to live? How is it going to be deployed? How is it going to be retracted? Um, you know, what are the lifting systems? What type of harnessing? And all of those can be customized um, and a lot of times are to, you know, to fit the jet skis, and a lot of the decisions are made by the owner or the captain or management. You know, based on their objectives. Again, are they going to be private? Is it going to be charter? Um, and then from there, you know, look if they're a bigger boat and they have more, um, they're going to be a big uh, charter, uh, busy charter. Uh, they've got options. You know, they can um, look at uh, bigger, you know, three three seat jet skis with a lot more power, and even customize them with different color and and um, you know, you know, even the the branding of the vessel and get real creative and have a lot of fun with it. Um, so all those options are available. You just have to sit down and kind of learn what it is that they're you know what it is what their objectives are as a as a yacht and you know as they're cruising. Um, and, um, and of course, you know, um, if, if they're looking to move, uh, quickly and it's something that they need, you know, um, you know, to meet a timeline and, you know, um, then, then you have to be on your toes and, you know, have a good network that you can work with and manage logistics in order to make sure you're on budget and on time. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. And what's the difference between a jet ski and a wave runner? Uh, there's no real difference except for their different brands. Um, there are different manufacturers that have their definition of, um, of what they call, you know, their their uh, their um, you know their their ski. So it's um, um, their the the main ones are Sea Yamaha, uh, Kawasaki. Um, there's stand-up jets, you know, jet skis as well, and they they use them for more performance uh, and for racing and things like that. Um, but the technical and the simple answer is there's it, there's really no real difference other than their own version or what they called, you know, from from the manufacturer's point of view. So yeah, so some you know, uh, I think uh, Yamaha's Wave Runner, I th believe that's their brand. Sea Dew, people are even calling them Sea Dews now. So um, so just as um, verse, you know. I'm saying I'm going to UPS something or I'm going to FedEx it. Mm -hmm. It's just your own version or interpretation. Okay, okay. And why do people prefer to buy their own jet skis instead of renting them at marinas? Yeah, good question. They still do um, that uh, rent uh, as an option. Um, in my experience, um, it, it, it usually jet ski rentals... Um, um, and I'm not saying this about all jet ski rental companies, but they don't have a tendency to be yacht class. You know, mm. they, they really expect the best. And in terms of, of service and logistics, um, you know, if they go out and they rent them for a charter, you know, and there's an issue, um, they just don't have the tendency to be um, 
uh, again to the same standards that you know yachts and super yachts have mm-hmm. that expectation so um, if a lot of times what I'll recommend and you know through my network you know there are options to buy back the jet ski so if they don't you know if they had a um, you know a, a charter or it was just an owner's trip for a holiday you know let this comes up during Christmas time they were going to the Caribbean and uh, the owner has uh, you know for the month of December wants you know two jet skis and you know this particular color if possible you know what I'll recommend is you know I'll provide some options based on the logistics and again stepping into their shoes and then suggest you know the purchase of it and then um, we would work on buying those back and reselling them versus spending three or four hundred dollars a day which can add up to thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of dollars it'll be a lot more cost effective you'll get what you want mm-hmm. you'll get better quality mm-hmm. it makes best sense for the yacht in that situation yeah you're right very nice okay now next subject water toys which other water toys are popular on yachts yeah no good question and that's uh you know part of the job and you know um keeping my thumb on the pulse on on what's popular um uh what i found is uh it a lot of what is emerging um uh out of europe uh they they seem to, to set you know a trend and uh electric jet boards are very popular uh jet surf uh, the brand, the manufacturer, merged with a uh, with a, an engine, a petrol-driven uh, electric uh, surfboard, basically that has a tethered um, that you can drive um, uh, in in and ride on, and then from there, uh, electronic technology always emerging. Um, there are other companies that you know came came out and. Um, you know, kind of struggled a little bit, you know, had to kind of work out some of the bugs. Even a few companies had to rebrand and reemerged and I think have, have, have come out pretty well. But I would say the electric jet boards are out in force. Um, the other thing I see are the um, underwater drones. Um, I think those are emerging um, in, in a more dynamic way. Um, and there's even... And when I say underwater drones, not tethered. So there, um, in, in past, there have been, you know, tethered drones that will go down, you know, 40 meters, 50 meters. And, and, and then there's, now they have them where they're wireless. Um, so there's options and they're getting better uh, at working out, you know, uh, their technology, you know, some of the bugs and everything. Um, and then even now, um, you know, C-Bobs, you know, they're, they're always... You know, a popular uh, kind of must-have on yachts, um, but there are other companies out there even trying to challenge them. Um, there's a new company called Subblue that's uh, come out. Um, so we'll see how they, you know, how they manage into, you know, uh, you know, real-time saltwater, you know, intense harsh environments, and you know, manage the uh, the service behind that. So, um, you know, even. When a yacht, you know, makes a request and says, "Hey, I want these things," you know, want to make sure we're we're addressing, you know, some of the, the important questions on how it's going to be serviced. You know, if you have a, an issue and you're on charter, you can't have something break, especially if you know they paid good money to be on that charter, and um, you know you're you know so quote unquote dead in the water. 
um, it's not going to make them happy. So you want to make sure you have a good plan, a good product, and that's part of that consultation that we provide. Nice. Okay. And what are the new trends on Yacht Toys? Are there any new developments? You mentioned some, but is there anything else you would like to add? Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, you know, I'd say above, uh, uh, above, um, you know, uh, air drones are popular. And in terms of trends, I would say, you know, owners um, and captains are always trying to push push to extremes. You know, so I've seen now uh, ATVs, you know, going on board, even amphibious uh, ATVs. Um, you know, obviously, you know, some of your more intense uh, explorer yachts, you know, they'll, they like, um, you know, the s submarines and, um, and, you know, the classics are always there and, uh, you know, even simply, you know, just, you know, going in and diving excursions, uh, hookah, you know, ex excursions for those who aren't certified divers, they can, you know, go underwater and have that experience. Um, so... We work with uh, Brownies Yacht Diver um, with their uh, um, aqualung systems, you know, for the for the novice diver. And always the the go-tos are, you know, um, if you've got a tender, you know, the wake uh, wakeboards, um, and even now hydrofoil uh, seems to be, you know, um, ever popular. Whether it's hydrofoil. Um, uh, uh, wakeboarding, electric hydrofoil jet boards. Um, so there's a lot of that type of technology that I think has, in addition, kind of come to the table and, and people are exploring that. It seems to be doing pretty well. Nice. Okay. And is there an age restriction to using the yacht toys? Are they for kids or just for like... A teenagers and up or what ages I think it depends on on what the the toys are and I, I think it, it it depends on each vessel each toy each region you know there's they're gonna have there's there are regulations I think more more strict over here um, in 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 the US um, uh, and, and in the Caribbean, but, uh, and maybe, and, and, and again, it even depends on some toys. Uh, for example, the, uh, the hydrofoil, um, electric jet boards I've heard are banned in some areas over in Europe. So it, it, it all, uh, depends on the region, depends on the yacht, depends on the toy and what it is, you know, uh, what, you know, what it is that they're doing, where they're doing it and the vessel, um, as well. So, Look, if you've got a uh, competent crew in the, you know, and more and more those standards are being, um, you know, are, are, are rising and the certifications uh, are being required and, and cross-checked and, and, and uh, the responsibility of the yachting industry is ever being pushed to a higher standard, um, uh, I think that um, the captains and the charters and the management companies you know are, are doing you know a great job at ever making sure that they are exceeding expectations not only for who's on board and in terms of safety but in terms of the industry in general next subject electric bikes 
I was looking at your website and I found it so interesting that there's the option to have electric bikes on your yacht, mm -hmm. right? So can you talk a little bit more about the benefits of having electric bikes on yeah. your yacht? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the big part of <clears throat> having an electric bike is not having to do the work, um, you know. And so, if you're going a long distance, um, it gives you the ability, you know, of of uh, you know a lot of these bikes now will will travel, you know, an hour um, just you know at full steam, uh, if not more. Um, a, a big trend, and this goes back to you know just. Uh, the yacht environment is is always storage, and so these electric bikes like the Go Cycle and Jupiter bikes uh, has emerged, and there's a handful of others. Um, about uh, you know regarding the electric bikes is one thing, but now they have uh, electric bikes that are uh, portable, transportable, and stowable. So they fold up and they compact really well. So I think the combination of both of those. Uh, features in terms of bikes and electric bikes have, have made it attractive for store, storage <clears throat> and also um, the ability to be easily portable um, so a crew member can fold up the bike literally go into the restaurant and sit down and have a meal or a drink or whatever go back out unfold it pop on mm -hmm. and rock and roll so I think the combination of those two is the trend and there's a lot of good options out there that's very cool so next subject, wireless mooring systems. Mm, technology. Yes. Yes, absolutely. There's been uh, um, some some great advancements in, in technology that um, it, it you know is a lot of fun and, and very exciting, and I try to keep my thumb on the pulse of that. Uh, went recently went over to um, Amsterdam for the the Met show, and um, met up with a company called IMET. Um, who manufactures in Italy have been around for 30 years and on the commercial side they've been manufacturing skyscraper cranes underground drilling equipment travel lift super yacht movers and recently re-entered the marine sector um, with uh, advancements into uh, a mooring technology so what they've developed is um, a wireless mooring remote that assists the vessel <clears throat> Um, with a handheld device, wireless device, and assist the owner or captain in the mooring process, which is usually, you know, the most stressful part uh, is docking the boat. <coughs> so this device allows them to not be stuck at the helm. They can walk to the bow, walk aft, and get a full, you know, a, a full visual anywhere on the vessel and not be stuck at the helm. Um, and even, um, and so... You know that that impressed me, um, and what uh, kind of sets it apart in comparison to everything else. You know, there's there's a, a another company or two that are out there, is that the range on it is is uh, at least three to four times more powerful. Um, it has more safety and security features than anything that's out in the market. Uh, examples are the the kill switch is on the remote itself. Um, I've got the, an example of it yeah, here. Yeah, you actually. can show it for the video. So, the the wireless remote uh, has a 150 meter range um, versus, say, 25 or 50 meter. Um, what really sets it apart is that all the other remotes are um, uh, it's a one way frequency, so it acts as um, a transceiver, or excuse me, uh, uh, a transceiver, in that it sends a signal 
but it doesn't act as a receiver and receive a signal. This is the only system that's code encrypted. So it will only send the signal to the receiver, connect, which is code encrypted, send a signal back to this receiver and say, okay, now you can take control of the only vessel and uh, without any, um, any uh, interference at all, take command of the vessel and ensure uh, performance and no interference with any other any other yachts. The other thing is the uh, kill switch is on the remote itself. It's LED backlit. It's um, and none of the others have a, a kill switch on the re on the uh, the remote. They're all at the helm. That just mm -hmm. kind of defeats the point, in my opinion. Uh, they don't offer an LED back uh, back uh, backlit option. Uh, it's made with German and Austrian components versus Chinese. Um, it's uh, 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 water resistant I65P, uh, one meter multiple drop test uh, resistant. It's got military grade uh, switches and it can be customized, uh, including colors, logos, uh, horn, dual anchor, and um, the integration is, is uh, seamless and virtually limitless. So we can configure it almost any vessel, any configuration. And um, and uh, and with the history of manufacturing behind this and the power behind it, it is the most powerful and safest safest remote um, in the market today. Um, so that's an example of what impressed me and what I brought back in terms of technology. And they even uh, you know working with uh, you know the crane manufacturers, these these remotes can control uh, cranes, passerelles. Uh, submersible transoms, garage door openers as well. So limitless in customization. And so far, you know, this uh, for me in 2019 has been the most powerful thing, the most impressive thing that I've seen. Um, and and I'm glad to, uh, you know, be a part of and bring to market. And how much does it cost to get one of those wireless docking? Yeah, good question. It's um, it's twelve thousand nine hundred plus installation. Um, comes with a two-year warranty, and, um, uh, and and that includes uh, eight different functions. Um, you know, the I would say in terms of uh, price comparison in the market is uh, is the same price as the competitors, if not less based on the same amount of functions minus the things that they don't offer so when you take it into consideration it's a, a far better value and the safe more powerful uh, option to choose from wow yeah. very cool and which other advances in yacht technology do you see coming in the near future you know that's a, a good question i think automation is a big part of of that conversation um, again, going over and, and, and talking to and meeting with a lot of people and, at many different boat shows, um, I think uh, there are systems out there for um, managing uh, and, and automating um, the, uh, all the activities on board as they relate to toys, for example, as they relate to technology, uh, whether you're, you know, chief stew or, or chief, you know, it, or the engineer or captain on board. To have uh, systems on board that will allow you to track all your maintenance, all your warranties, all the toys, you know, all the tenders, all the technology on a day-to-day, -day, week to week, month-to-month -month basis um, is is a key, you know, component 
to the success and the streamlining day-to-day, you know, uh, organizational and and um, you know operational, uh, you know, uh, plans on board, especially when it pertains to you know charters and and management. Um, you know, I think um, I think there's a lot of uh, uh, of other advancements in um, in uh, uh, audiovisual um, and and uh, in, in IT uh, as they relate to certain programs that are being developed in the market, including safety, including uh, security. You know, you see hear a lot a lot about um, you know cybersecurity, mm-hmm. and that's a, a real thing to consider. Um, it's not something that my company personally, um, you know, harnesses at this point. But you know, it's sometimes it's not what you know, and as much as who you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, we've got a great network of people that we work with and keep our keep our thumb in the pulse of you know what's uh, what's trending and and um, you know what's. Uh, What's moving in, in uh, forward in the in the tech side of things? Wow, that's so exciting! Mm-hmm. So much interesting mm-hmm. stuff. So, my last question: Are there any recommendations you could give yacht owners that are planning to buy tenders, toys, and technology for their yachts? Absolutely, I think it comes down to uh, surrounding yourself with the right team, um, with the people that you know have your back, that you can trust. Um, a lot of times, that's going to be you know the captain. Um, sometimes it's the yacht and their family, you know, it could be the, you know, uh, the yacht owner's wife has a lot to say a lot of times in terms of how uh, everything plays out on board and mm-hmm. what the, the values and the culture of the vessel will be. So, you know, my job is to, to, to be a good listener and to ask the right questions sometimes more than once. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and that is an ever you know, can be an evolving conversation, you know, especially if you're in a build situation or refit, um, you know, as it pertains to budget, as it pertains to timelines, delivery expectations, <clears throat> and uh, the vessel, and, um, you know, it's how, how it's prepared to to manage all the different things that, you know, they, they uh, initially want <coughs> as they compared to maybe what they, they get on board, you know, sometimes, and as much as I want to you know, sell, you know, toys and, and tech and, you know, make money and be successful. You know, it's been said, um, and I agree, you know, uh, especially with new boat owners who have a tendency to be, you know, kind of the buyers. A lot of times the trend is, hey, I got my new boat, now I want my toys. Go enjoy the boat first, you know. Take, take a test drive, you know, go out, spend a few weeks, a month, and really get used to it first. And I think, you know, from there you can get a real feel for, what's what's you know um what's going to work in real time what your true values are and um and 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 you know even working with your captain or uh with your crew um in order to make sure you know you know that you're really going to get what you want long term and um and taking that extra time can can um you know can be a virtue Mm, to make the right decision yeah right instead of an impulse buy that's right (laughs) as much as i want the impulse buy as well you know and they happen i mean again uh, you know you'll get a captain frantic saying look if i don't have this product then you know i could lose a charter or you know the boss isn't going to be happy on his trip or you know this product um broke and i need something you know to replace it on the fly okay yeah but you want the client to be happy long term right Right. that's the 
Yep. That's right. And uh, if you pay it forward and you step into their shoes, then you're going to win long term because they're going to come back again. Uh, and and uh, that that that's the feather in the cap, right? I mean, that's, you know, when you have those recommendations in a small world like this, word of mouth is, is everything. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Thomas. Oh, my pleasure. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate you taking the time as well. And if people want to contact you for questions or, you know, to buy toys from you, what's the best way to reach you? Absolutely. Uh, you can go to my website, uh, Yacht Toys and A-N-D uh, Tech.com. The name of the company is Yacht Toys and Technology. The website is www.yachttoysandtech.com T-E-C-H um, and uh, you can email me as well at YTT uh, at uh, Yacht Toys and Tech A-N-D-T-E-C-H dot com. Okay. And yeah. I will also have the email and the website on the episode notes. Very good. All right. Okay. Thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed our show. Please remember to rate us and subscribe and we'll see you next time. That's all for today. Feel free to send us your questions or comments to theyachtpodcast.com. And if you're considering the sale or purchase of a yacht and would like Miriam to be your broker, email miriam at lentonyachts.com. That's M-I-R-I-A-M at L-E-N-T-O-N-Y-A-C-H-T-S dot com. Thanks so much for joining us. Until next time.